Hello, what have we here? Welcome to IDP Nation, the place for IDP and draft coverage. We are your hosts, Dan and Daryl. We have you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. We are IDP Nation. And we're back. Kind of a short week because we recorded on Sunday. And you may have seen the Dig Episode 2 dropped uh, yesterday in the afternoon. It meant to drop in the morning, but I uh, fell asleep. So, great excuse. Uh, not not while recording it, but before I loaded it to get processed and all that good jazz here. But, Daryl, how are you? Doing pretty good, Dan. How are you? I'm all right. I think it's been a, been a heck of a week for both of us, from what I've heard. So... A little bit, a little bit. Good to end the week with uh, some football talk. Um, next week at this time, we won't be recording because you know why? No, I don't. The Combine will be on in prime time. Ooh, next week? Next week, yes. Next weekend Ooh, is we're, Combine. We're not going to record? Prime, well, it's on prime time, man. Guys, hey, Combine. We're... Hey, we'll do that shit live, man. That's gold right there. Come on now. Uh, we, we, we'll, we'll discuss it. We're recording Tuesday <laughs> night, so we're, we got... Tuesday will be a very short news show. Because <laughs> Tuesday night is going to be our night. Probably. Yeah, well, anyways, uh, we're trying to get guests. Uh, I have not really reached out, but we're going to try to get our guests in line for the off season here for the next few weeks to get some people in here talking. Oh, I got some suggestions. I'm that. sure you do. Well, you can re- you can feel free to reach out to these people as well. And although I'm, it's okay. probably better if only, I will. It's probably better if only one of us tries to schedule this stuff because. How about this? I will send you my suggestions and you make it happen. How about that? Uh, it's a lot of work. Fine, I'll do it. My do it, my do it. You know, we double book. Worst comes to worst. We just have four people on the show. Hey, we'll go to StreamYard. You can have six on StreamYard. That's true. It gets exponentially tougher not to interrupt each other, though, the more people you add to a show. Eh, it just depends on the, on the bob and weave and the ups and downs and the weave and flow. Well, hell, there's two of us, and we cut each other off all the time. So. Yeah, but we hate each other, so we're getting we're getting better. Come on, now. is that work hate or shoot hate? <laughs> right. Well, you know, if I didn't have this shitty internet, I think it wouldn't be as bad. But hey, listen, where do you get that internet? Internet or us? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get sued for that. Come on now. Ah, come on. That's somebody else's stick. Anyway. No, um, I don't think anybody's ever said internet arrest. Maybe some <laughs> other stuff, but come on. Uh, <laughs> where did you get those headphones? <laughs> headphones arrest. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, me and Daryl both love the Something to Wrestle With podcast. That's what that, Yes, we do. Those jokes are if you've if you're a wrestling, if you're a wrestling fan, or just love good banter, 
it's a podcast for you. I'm telling you. Yes. Dan turned me onto it, and it is great. Yes, if you if you love our banter, just get a load of of Conrad and and Bruce because they are <laughs> pretty. They are gold. They, they are, yeah. They do a lot more cursing on that show than we do. So, um, well, that's because you hinder me. You well, restrict. That's because me. we're trying we to I can't do keep this. it I can't do. clean for the v- <laughs> listening audience. Although I think you slipped a few words in last week, but uh, I don't know what you're talking about. No, you, you, of course, you don't. You're 25 ounce curls. I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. I will say that when I hit uh, my third podcast of the night with Dougie, <laughs> it was. Uh, you, you remember it? <laughs> No, <laughs> he, re- he, rem- he remembers a lot more than I do. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm surprised you remember any of the dig podcast, but anyway, um, I do remember that. It's kind of funny that we are now five minutes into the show and have talked zero about IDP at all. Let's whatsoever. get on with it. Come on. There, there, come on, there was a, there was a poll recently that was out on the Twitterverse. Uh, I think it was Matt Williams sent out. Just asking, you know, do people like the intro banter or do they just want you to get to the facts? And I think, I it, think they like the banter, man. When I, I well, I when, really I, when, I, when I looked at the poll results, when I clicked on the poll results, it was 60% wanted you to get to the information and 40% really? wanted the banter. I'm like, I kind of like the banter on the podcasts. I did too, and I did not see this poll. So, yeah, I mean, uh, hell, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised. Like the the episode of Dynasty Trades HQ that you did with Madman and and Blitz. Oh shit! That was one hundred percent banter with zero factual information being shared about trades in that episode. See, that's that's a classic example of being tag teamed right there. Sops and Madman, they just well they 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 they, took, they, they trade took you to town. Uh, Oh, they took me to town on, on the Patreon yeah. episode. They did the actual episode, like the non-Patreon episode, is what I listened to. Um, oh, the Patreon is off the charts. Let me tell you, they well, took that, me that's where to they, town. That's where they took you to the woodshed on the trades. Yeah, they didn't even buy me dinner or anything else. Let me tell you, no roses. No, 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 no roses, no, no candy, chocolates. no card, no nothing. Yeah, they took. As you said, they took me to the woodshed and wore me out. Let me tell you, I love Anyways. those guys. But damn, yeah. Well, they they know what to do. They know how to get you going with your twenty five ounce curls and talk you <laughs> they up. They do talk you up nice. They did that at least. Anyway, on this week's show, we will actually talk some IDP football, and we're going to talk about our top five at each position. Just the top five. You know, wet your whistle a little bit when it comes to rankings here. Uh, I don't really want to go past five too much because I want to see where some of these guys land. I mean, some of these guys on this list are free agents that I have, at least, um, or soon to be free agents. And it it depends on their landing spot of how much I like them, where they are, or if they're going to. I don't know if they're top five. They're probably going to stay top five. They might drop out if they go somewhere not favorable, but. That's what we're going to talk about today, uh, but first, let's get to the... Good news, everyone! What you got? Yes. 
All right. So um, the Bills defensive end Harrison Phillips hopes to be 100% healthy for training camp. I mentioned this because last year there was a lot of buzz around him. Even with Ed Oliver being drafted by the Bills, there was a lot of buzz around Harrison Phillips being a really good complimentary piece to him. Um, a lot of that buzz was us. It well, it was, but you know, there were some other leagues that leagues that I've been in. They kind of bought into it. Right. So, um, you know, Jordan is it Jordan Phillips that played inside? I believe it was Jordan Phillips. There's another Phillips was, floating around. I think it is Jordan. He came from Miami, went to yeah. Buffalo. He had a really good year for them. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Harrison because he's really young. Uh, Jordan's kind of an older player. Uh, I, I still holding some hope for Harrison Phillips. I've you know deep stashes. I've kind of got him. So we'll see. I mean, that's a deep Buffalo front. I mean, interior front. They have four four guys that can play. Um, I, two of them are you know getting old, but two of them are young and going to be entering their prime soon. So what's next? Uh, up next is. The Titans are expected to exercise the fifth-year option on cornerback Adore Jackson. Roughly $10 million. They've got the cap space, so it's not going to cost them a lot. They need the help. Really talented. Um, probably had one of his better years of his career. So if you're in cornerback-specific leagues, you know, he's not a great cornerback. He's not a shutdown cornerback. But with his return skills and the opportunities he has, I think he's a good cornerback play for you. Was he a consistent returner for your team last year? Uh, yes. Punt, punt return-wise. Return yeah, punt return-wise he was. Because um, was didn't one of the receivers do most of the, like Cameron Batson or something like that? I think it was Batson. Batson or uh, Khalif. Khalif Raymond. Yeah, Khalif Raymond. Because I expected so I Jackson they, to do more returning, and he didn't seem to do a lot of returning last year. Yeah, they, they kind of took the kick returning away from him. But the punt returning, he was still pretty much an effective guy. Yeah. So they're still debating fifth-year option with him? Well... I think they're going to pick it up. I really do. Um, I mean, really, unless the, the only there's only been a few that didn't pick it up in years past. I mean, some bad players that were just busts immediately, but almost always teams pick up the fifth year option because it's normally a cheap contract year. I mean, and you get another yeah, think... year to see if they're actually can pull it out. You know, if they're if they are. Yeah, struggling. I mean. At roughly ten million, that's what they're going to cost. What it's going to cost them if they pick up his fifth year. I think that's relatively cheap considering he's a good return guy. His, um, if you're into those um, combine stats, speed, you know, agility, all that, and he's actually not bad. I mean, he's just young. I think. If you're relying on him as a number one, you're going to fail. But if you can put some complimentary pieces around him, I think he can be a huge piece for you. And I think that's what the Titans are seeing in him. Uh, it's a decent price, like I said, at $10 million roughly. So, you know, if he doesn't do anything this year, then I think they move on. But it's just a really good, a cheap option for them right now. All righty. 
what else we got? Okay, so next we got. I, can't, I find this one kind of interesting. The Lions released defensive tackle Damon Harrison. I know they have Ashawn Robinson. They have some other guys that they've recently drafted. They have Trey Flowers in them, but Damon Harrison has been a, for the most part, he's been a big tackle guy. I'm kind of surprised they let him uh, walk. So they released him, or is they just letting him go to free agency? It says they have released him. What I seen on Rudder World, they yeah. said they yeah. have released him. They so. cut, yeah, they cut him. Yeah, so they if they've released him, he's he, he's eligible to go anywhere. So yeah, I, I think I can't imagine there's not a team that needs a run stopper somewhere. Somebody's going to sign this guy. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, that that run stopper sticker that was on him disappeared last year because he was highly ineffective and really just not a very good player last year he was a shell of the player he used to be last year i don't know what his deal was Uh, he just wasn't he wasn't effective at all last year i don't think uh yeah but the lines you're telling me they don't need that I'm He's got to have value for them. Uh, I'm saying the Lions. I wonder if it's. I'm saying the Lions saw an uptick in his year when he got traded from the Giants there, but last year okay, he so was. He's 6'3. He's 6'3, 350. I don't care what size and, uh, he is. Gotta... He didn't do anything last year. Okay, he was okay, a top defensive tackle the year before, and uh, this past year. He was uh, okay. So he tackled forty nine tackles. Yeah, it was two. He years was ago. way below his tackles with. Yep. He had twenty eight um, solos. He yep. only had he had two sacks. Two I mean, sacks, he, yep. he, did, he had fifteen he assists. A... He he had like two tackles yeah, a game. That. That's so not you think what he we've had. seen his best. Uh, I don't know if you've seen his best. He certainly didn't look healthy last year and didn't look like a, a big-time player last year. Because, so. I mean, if you uh, if you take away last year, he's had 81, 76, 86, 72 in the last four years. Tackles. Well, in lots. 2018, he was um, D-tackle number four in some scoring systems. Yeah. So I mean, I just think I think there's a place for him. I just kind of wonder if it's, you know, even though it's not Detroit, you put him in a because they've got a whole whole bunch with Ashawn Robinson, Trey Flowers. Um, what's the other guy? I can't think of his name. Uh, they have a number of guys on that front from... line, so I kind of wonder if that was part of it. Because with the Giants, he was really effective. I think it's a cap move. I think it's they, they're be. trying to get younger. They're they're I obviously rebuilding. Uh, I mean, they're 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 rebuilding. They they're picking in the top three, so they're not. Their record is what they say they are. Okay, so the. According to uh, Pro Football Reference, 
the Lions signed him last year to a one-year $11 million contract. So what he put up last year, I can kind of see that. He didn't fulfill that obligation that they probably feel like, like you know, that's not what we're yeah. paying for. So I can kind of see that. Yeah, I think I think it's um, – I mean – But if you're – if you're a team that needs a run stopper, I think you throw six to eight million at him, you probably get him, and he's probably going to give you value. Maybe. He'll probably want to go to a contender, though, if he's going to take less money. Right. What right. else we got? He'll sign somewhere. He'll land okay. his feet somewhere. So here's one I want to hear your opinion on. Kind of interesting. The Vikings defensive end, Everson Griffin, forwarded the rank remainder of his contract in order to become a free agent well we we look, look. Yeah, it's probably nothing <laughs> that's my opinion on it okay really um oh, he we okay. talked about this on our show a couple weeks back when we talked about free agents it was a it was a player option to yeah to and he declined back. it so he declined he thinks it. he can pay he us thinks, free agency and get more money maybe he thinks he can get another long-term deal Instead of staying on another year, possibly getting hurt, possibly having a down year, he had the perfect right. year for this because he had the year two years ago in 2018 where he had some some personal issues that he stepped away from the team with. And then he, did. he struggled. And then he came back this past year and looked not like the Everson Griffin of, you know, maybe 2000, like, you know, 15, but uh, he looked better. So he, I think, is trying to cash he in did. on that. It's, it's. I, I take a look at it. It's like in the NBA, it happens all the time. Players void the last year of their contract to become a free agent so they can get paid as Bruh. much money as humanly possible. Football players need to kind of start thinking that way too. If they have these player and club options in their contracts, if they think they can get a longer term payday, then take it. Somebody's going to pay Everson Griffin some money because he's a good pass rusher. The Vikings might even end up paying. I'm him glad a you said deal. I don't clear. think they will, but I'm glad you said that. So you know, last year with the Vikings, he had 41 tackles, 26 solos, eight sacks, 24 quarterback hits, 11 for a loss. Uh, he actually had an interception, and two pass deflections not wowing numbers and he's those numbers are not even some of his best probably they're not probably some of his top four five but i seen this the other day and i forget i seen it on twitter but i don't know who it was so pardon me for this but what if the cowboys come at him i know they have demarcus lawrence Robert Quinn was a good piece for them last year. He's a free agent. So is Michael Bennett. I think Everson Griffin, he is, but I think Everson Griffin is a better option than Robert Quinn. And I think you put him next to or opposite of um, Demarcus Lawrence. I think that's a a, a formidable duo right there. I really do. That would be a good landing spot for Griffin, I think. Um, it, it's really, I, I think, think so too. I, I think the Cowboys have to decide what they're doing with Dak and Cooper before they do anything else, though. 
And I think you're going to see that play out when they, you know, the, the league calendar doesn't turn over for another like two weeks or so. So there's a lot to still play out as far as contracts and, and these players. They're starting to re-sign with teams that are they are allowed to, you know, re-sign if they're still right. under contract. Um, they can re-sign, um, but once the free agency hits, I think in mid-March, that's when you're going to see a lot 16th, of these. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of these pieces falling into place. The 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 right. tagging. Uh, stuff starts, I think, is due like March 10th or something like that. Something around there. So the first, right before free yeah, agency like opens up. Point. Yeah. Um, you had that tagging window. That's going to be the interesting window because you're going to see a lot of guys possibly in Gakwe. Uh, I think Blake Martinez. Mm. You know, yep. Maybe a candidate for that. You never know. Um, you're going to see a lot of people cut and a lot of people signed in the next couple weeks in these teams. And it's these players that are on the move that could either really gain a lot of stock in your fantasy teams or lose a lot of stock. Because if you got somebody that's, I don't imagine somebody going to go, you know, sit behind somebody for big money, but you know, you got a guy going to a worse situation you know, or a safety that usually plays in the box that's going to go play in the in the free safety role that's going to be playing center field. I don't, I don't devalue free safeties that much anymore. But depending on the scheme they're going to, it could really impact where they, you know, how much they're worth. Right. So yeah, I think Griffin. Um, it was smart to do that. I don't. I don't necessarily. I think he'll end up making more money by doing that than playing out his player option and maybe not even getting another another shot the year after that because he's not. Yeah, I he, completely. He's not, he's not a young pup anymore. Yeah. No, he's not. But I completely agree with you on that. I think somebody will pay him, and I don't think he'll. He will be a Viking any longer i think he'll go somewhere else yeah, um, he's 32 years and it, old, and so it may he... help him it may not but you never know until he lands somewhere and see how he fits but yeah he's a 32 uh, year text... old who's probably going to be his last you know two to three year deal yeah yeah i think so too um the Texans re-signed nose tackle Brandon Dunn to a three-year, $12 million deal. Not a splash move, but I think it helps their depth, their interior. I think that kind of move helps um, Whitney Merciless, uh, J.J. Watt, um, Zach Cunningham. I think it's a complimentary piece that helps the stars. Yeah, I mean, it, it won't, I don't know if it'll help them just be status quo. They'll keep maintain yeah i mean i think he's he's decent option as for fantasy i think if you're in super deep leagues he's an option but outside of that i don't know that you're gonna really you don't look want, at him for don't lie to the people you don't want to nose tackle that's your <laughs> defensive tackle unless you're in like a 32 team league and you just need people to eat up snaps right you don't you don't want your uh, nose tackles so don't lie right <laughs> I've been called a lot of fingers, but I'm not a liar. Damn it, Bobby. Don't, don't lie to the people. All right. So Come the Buccaneers. 
There you go. There you go. Uh, Buccaneers have said they will attempt to re-sign Shaq Barrett, who has said he is willing to give them a hometown discount. We talked about that the other day. We did, but, you know, even if he does give them a discount, he still wins because compared to what they signed him to last year, you know, I think it was like four or five million. He's, it's expected he's going to command around twenty million. If even if he comes in at sixteen to eighteen million, he still wins. He gets to play in a system that he fits, and he's getting a twelve to fifteen million dollar upgrade. It's a win-win for him. If he goes anywhere else, I think it's just, it's just wrong decision on his part. Follow the money, young man. Go get paid, young man. I, I get that, but why not? And Drew Rosenhaus like, is his agent, so that's what's going to happen. Whoever throws the most money at him is where he's going to go. That. I really do. Football is a business. Stop trying, to, stop trying to play like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers care about this guy. It's a business. I didn't say they cared. I'm saying he's going to win either way. Whether he leaves and makes exactly. 20, 20 to $22 million, or he stays in Tampa Bay for 16 to $18 million, now Shaq Barrett can can thank um, uh, who's the defensive coach down there. I can't blank it on that. Oh shit! Why did the guy that coached the Jets last year? Yes, yes. I can, oh, what is his blanking name? on his name? He can thank oh, him shit. for getting paid. Is really what he can thank because he set up the scheme and put him in the in the great position to rush and, and get paid. And I I just think if. I think if they give him roughly eighteen million, he stays in Tampa. I, th- I think he has to. I really do because that's fourteen million than more than he made a year ago, and he's in a system that he knows he can excel at. You go somewhere else, you don't know that you're going to do that. Yeah, sure, I, you're making another I, two to three million. Way but, but. Too much talking about some guy's contract that ain't signed yet. Uh, Let's move on. Phillies. Uh, Phillies, sorry. Philadelphia releases linebacker Nigel Bradham. Hey, 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 take it easy, man. <laughs> Who's going to play linebacker for the Eagles? TJ Edwards? I don't know. Is he going to get a shot? Maybe. 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 Grigier Hill? I don't know. Personally, I don't like the Nate, options Nate that they have. They don't invest in linebackers, though. No, they don't. And they, I'm they not paid Bradham too much. About, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, I, I mean, the Eagles don't care about linebackers. They never have. They haven't since probably, I don't know, Jeremiah Trotter. And they didn't really <laughs> invest in him either, but he just was in a good no, position. They, did not. they had Jordan Hicks there, and they could have paid him peanuts to stay, and he probably would have gotten hurt again, yeah. but... Yeah, look what he did in Arizona. So I mean, he stayed healthy, which was a miracle. It was, but I mean, that's that's the gamble you take. I mean, you really never know. So, um, the Lions reportedly have spoken to multiple teams about trading cornerback Darius Slay, who is considered by a lot of people one of the better corners in the league. Yeah, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, I think he's. I think if you're paying up for him now, you're overpaying. Uh, yeah. I think he's still a 
just oh. a good. He's just not elite yeah. like he was a couple years ago. He, he was big play yeah. Slay a couple years ago. Now he's just eh, Slay. Yeah, he's a top ten to fifteen corner. Not for IDP, but he's so. Uh, maybe, but he's not your elite corner. He's not what you're paying for. He's not what you he's want not. in IDP. Um, so I get that. It'll be interesting I mean, to see. I don't think anything happens until closer to the draft, to be honest. Right. And then my last piece is uh, the Browns linebacker Joe Schobert says he expects GM Andrew Barry to contact him about an extension. If the Browns are smart, they will. Uh, Christian Kirksey has had some injury issues. Outside of him and Schobert, they don't have a whole lot. And Schobert, year after year, is one of the most underrated linebackers in the league. I, oh, honestly, I it's only... He's only, it's only his third year, so it doesn't matter. Everybody wrote him off. His and second, you know that. Uh, his second year, I was cautiously, I wanted to see him do it again, and he did. So I'm, I'm on board with him. He's exactly. not in my top five, which we'll talk about later. But he's not in my top five, but he's top ten. Yeah, I'd put him in top ten. He's been so. consistent. I think as long as he stays in Cleveland. If he leaves Cleveland, it's kind of hard to to gauge that really. Ooh, maybe. What if, uh, let me throw this at you. What if Blake Martinez leaves, they don't re-sign him, and uh, they sign a Joe Schobert? Then they'd be about the same. I think so, and that's pretty good because uh, Martinez was a top-five linebacker for Green Bay's, though. Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. Top ten, yeah. (laughs) He's not, he doesn't have all the elite skills that you want in a linebacker. He doesn't, but he produces. He does. For IDP, he is a good linebacker. Solid And linebacker. that's what we do. We're an IDP podcast, so I think I you know. gotta look at that. I know. You're you're talking payment and and then you're talking IDP. Those are two different things. Getting paid has to do with yeah, how a team perceives you. IDP, we I care agree. less if you're a good player. Do you put up points and play snaps? If you do those two things, we want you on the team, which we'll get into our corners discussion later. But whether the Browns sign him or not, somebody's going to pay Joe Schobert for what he's done. Yeah, Schobert turned a contract, and I think you know, I think think regardless of where he goes, he's a top ten linebacker for IDP. I don't like to just blanketly say you can go anywhere and be a top ten guy. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I really am. I mean, okay. I think he's one of the 10 best linebackers. I mean, you That's put him on a sucky team, you're going to expect him to rack up tackles like he did for Green Bay. You put him on a good team. Um, sure, his numbers are probably going to go down, but with that talent, they're going to funnel a lot to him because he plays a position that sees a lot of volume, a lot of activity. Gotcha. It's we're not talking, like he's we're a talking dynasty. I'll take Isaiah Simmons over. Oh Jesus Christ! I can't with you tonight. I'm just this saying. This is going to be the I'm shortest ever, as Conrad says. Let's let's just end it right now. Nobody wants to hear nothing else. We have to say after this. Uh, I'm just saying. It's it's saying. it's dynasty. You you have a guy. He's in his third year. He's going to have a few more years. Yes. But 
depending on where he goes, depending on where he goes, depending on where Simmons goes. If Simmons goes to a crappy spot, landing spot, then I, I would reverse that immediately. But you, we have to see Simmons where these we have to see where some of these things play out. And this is why a lot of these. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that dynasty players need to pump the brakes a little bit, but everybody's so quick to who's this, who's your top this, who's your top that, who's your di- right. like pump the right. brakes, dude. You got like nine months to get your team together. <laughs> you have really ten months before the playoffs, so you don't have to have a starting lineup right now. Like, you can just relax and wait till free agency plays out. You don't have to make your trade right now. You're not going to see what happens for another seven months with your trade. And you can send all your header questions to at SeahawksDan8. Go for it. I'm just (laughs) saying, you don't know where half these players are going to end up. The the NFL free agency is going to be a frenzy. It's going to be teams changing. It is. It's going to be teams overpaying bad talent. And wasting True. their money. And I think no matter where Schobert lands, he's probably still a top 10 linebacker. I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. He's probably a top 10 linebacker no Go matter ahead. where he lands. And I think for Somebody write IDP, that down and make sure Daryl. Write it down. Eats put crow, it in an envelope and send that shit or gets to his me. I'm pat on the back. He's a top 10 linebacker. Right. See, you We've put me on the spot. You call me go. out. Let's go. Let's go. You What's know, next? This reminds me of the conversation. And I'm not mentioning names that me and you had with some certain individuals a few years ago. Oh, I am Aaron... not trying to say he's not good. I'm <laughs> just saying I want to see where he ends up before I crown him anything. I'm not crowning. I just said he's a top ten guy. I didn't say he was top three. There's a big difference. Have some top patience. ten is a. Oh Jesus Christ! Let's let's just end the show right now. Come on. Maybe we should. This is where we're gonna go. Come on. What's we'll the next piece right of news? Now. Let's say, let's get the real news here. No, that's the end of the news. That was my last piece. So well, you, for, you, you forgot last week that Josh Norman got cut from the Redskins. That really? Quit, Quentin really? Dunbar wants Josh to get Quentin Dunbar wants really? to get paid by the Redskins. I was talking. Uh, my my co my coworkers are really? big Redskins fans, so we were talking some Redskins football today, and. Uh, you know what? This is some we bullshit. You you're hating on corners, and you're going to bring up two corners, really? Jesus it's in the news. Christ. We're an IDP podcast. It's in the news. Josh Norman <sighs> getting cut. By the way, kind of ironic that you just run the show. I'll answer your questions. That's right. right exactly. That's why I'm the host. Jesus Christ! God, I hate you. <laughs> I so hate you. Anyway, getting back to getting back to the, what the people are here to listen to. IDP coverage. Josh Norman. Guess who became his coach? The same guy who said, get this clown out of town in Carolina, Ron Rivera. So Ron Rivera's first job as a Washington Redskin, he says, let's cut this guy. I can't stand him. He's not. He's an overrated corner anyway. I just can't. But yeah. I think it's... I, I thought it was ironic. I didn't even really put it A and B together until today, talking to to my co-worker and uh yeah i was like makes sense now ron rivera got rid of josh norman because he thought he was a cancer in the locker room and uh comes to washington and what does he do he cuts josh norman josh norman hasn't been very good for 
about a year and a half now, so. You still there? Would you leave me? I'm here. Okay. Thought you oh, might I'm listening to you. Okay. Nope. You're listening to me talk about a corner. You you've been hammering me about not talking about corners for ages. And I bring up the a piece time, of timely news. The one time I want you to talk about a corner and this is the bullshit I get. I mean I can't even I'm gonna apologize to our listeners right now because this just isn't even fair to them right now. But you do you, boo. Go right ahead. Greg Olson right signed with the Seahawks. God damn. That's not even IDP. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but, you know. Really? Go and you have, only reason you only reason you brought that up because it's the Seahawks. That's right. I can't. We talked about your Titans for 20 minutes. We have not even mentioned the Titans tonight. Adore Jackson. God damn it. I hate you. Stupid idiot. <laughs> How'd that get played? Fine. All right. Can we can we please go to the main event before I lose my seat? Really? Sure. <sighs> anyway, we're having fun tonight. I hate you. I so hate. You. <laughs> and the the debate I'm I sure will you. carry on. Anyway, we're gonna start with our top five at each uh, position specific position. Top five dynasty. I can already tell by the way that. Tonight, what's went? Our top five for each position is going to be a dog fight right here. I can already. I'm tell. just going to listen to what you say and do the opposite just to screw with you. Oh no, you have the lead on all five positions. Go right ahead. Oh, I have the lead. See, see, we should take turns. It's oh, yeah. fair that way. Oh no. Oh, but no. Normally we would, but tonight it's all you do. So you can you, do the opposite of what I say, just I'll... to just to mess with me. No, I'm, I I just want to hear what you got to say because okay. we're not in tune tonight. I can just tell. Yeah, yeah. So defensive tackle wise, um, uh, I don't know. I, I'm looking at future. I don't have many old guys in my. I have one old guy. And, and let's clarify. Let's clarify that when we say top dynasty options we're talking the next three to five years correct yes when you're playing dynasty football you're thinking three to five years of of your dynasty you you think if you have these players if you had these 15 players or 25 players on your roster you'd own the league for the next five years so we'll say three to five years then that's fine so you're not going to find many old guys on these lists because, I mean, there's plenty of older veterans that can help your team this year and redraft that may not help you next year. A good example would right. be maybe somebody like Carlos Dunlap. He's an aging veteran. He's not on the dynasty spectrum really right now. He's he's maybe a nope. backup bench player for dynasty. You want to try to get younger. He's good for your redraft. He may be good for the next one to two years, but looking long-term, that's how I view my rankings as far as Dynasty. And you can't look too far ahead because you get too far ahead and then you're talking about the next crop of college kids is where you're really looking. Right. That's more where the Debbie stuff comes in. If you're looking 10 years, then, you know, you don't even know if your league is going to be around 10 years. Your commission could go steal all your money and go run away and your league would fold. I think three to five is 
pretty good projection. Five plus is really stretching it. So we'll anything go past five, anything past five, you don't know anything. <laughs> right, right. The guy could get a knee injury I mean, let, and be done, you know, two months from right, now. I mean, let's be honest. We really don't know anything past right now. I mean, things change. Yeah. Things happen. But uh, three to five is a good projection. So we'll go with that. Yeah. Two years ago, Odell Beckham Jr. was the number one dynasty asset. Now he's like, you can have him in like the third round of a startup. So <laughs> right. things change. Anyway, you want me to go first. So I will go first. Um yeah, go right D- ahead. D tackle. Um, number one, I have the man child himself, DeForest Buckner. He's he's still DeForest Buckner bust for me. Number one, D tackle. Do you want to give me your number one now, or do you just want me to give them all? Uh, no, my number one is actually DeForest Buckner. So I'm in agreement with you. There you go. That's probably where it'll end. Uh, my number two <laughs> is Aaron Donald. On myfantasyleague.com, he is a D-tackle. and In my league, I had both the one and two D-tackles in Dynasty. And it's stunk because I wanted to play four linebackers and could never play them both. So, But yeah, Aaron Donald, um, he even had a down year and was still the second D-tackle. So the switch to D-tackle benefits him a lot. I think if he actually gets back to producing more he could be the top d tackle but DeForest buckner is just ridiculous how good he is so he is and um, he's got and we'll so be- much help on that front line that he he can actually eat because he's not getting triple teamed he can't be triple teamed there's too much talent right. on that front line and we will actually get a little more in depth on him later in another segment but uh yeah aaron donald for me is number two as well this is scary, so I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of interested to see what our next three are. But yeah, I'm well, here's I'm where Dynasty so kicks in for me. Um, though he had a rocky rookie year, I went with Ed Oliver at number three. I think the talent is there. I think he got better as the season went on, and I think with Harrison Phillips coming back, um, if the Bills can pick up some pass rusher besides their you know, Jerry Hughes is a good player. He's, I think he's underrated in my, in my mm-hmm. own opinion of him. I think I underrate him as well. Uh, but, you know, you got Trent Murphy on the other side, Shaq Lawson, who were both kind of failed attempts at right. draft. You know, one was not a draft. Trent Murphy was a free agent signing, but Shaq Lawson was one of their highly touted draft picks that just haven't worked out. Who you have at three? Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you here a little bit. I've got Chris Jones at three. Uh, I think you saw exactly the difference he makes when he was out, especially during the late season and the playoffs. Um, when Kansas City played uh, the Titans, he was a difference maker. Um, I think injuries are a little bit of a concern with him, but he's in his prime, and I think the next three to five years are his – prime window um and even if he kicks out at defensive end we've seen it before him play defensive end and be listed as a defensive tackle so i think that kind of uh makes his value go up but he does play inside a lot for them uh it was very close for my, my number four but right now chris jones is number three yeah i had jones at four um 
I think it, it depends on where he's listed. I think on my fantasy league, he's listed as a D end. Right. I believe so. Maybe. Well, I think I, I think he's actually defensive tackle. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. there he is, defensive what? tackle. So yeah, he even missed a few yeah, games. I thought he was. Uh, but that Super he Bowl, he dominated um, towards the end. Yep. So that, Especially that, with the deflected passes and stuff. I mean, he's an all-around defensive tackle. You don't see that. Yeah. Usually you see a sack guy or you'll see a tackle guy like Snacks Harrison. But to see a complete defensive tackle who can bat passes, make sacks, make tackles, I think that definitely puts him in the top three. Well, he was number four for me. So who do you have it for? Okay. So at number four, I was. I think we we basically flip flop. I have Ed Oliver. Um, I think you know everybody knows what a man crush I had on him, and I still do. Um, I think considering what he saw as a rookie, because teams really focused on him. I mean, they really did, and I think that's why you saw Jordan Phillips have such a big year because they were focusing on Ed Oliver. Go back and look at the Dallas game. Go back and look at my Twitter page where I have it posted as my pin tweet. He tore them up. I mean, he really did. And Dallas is considered to have one of the best offensive lines in the game. Injuries or not, they still had one of the best. And he mowed through them like, you know, a hot knife through butter. I think once he learns the pro game, maybe not this year, but year three, He's really going to be a superstar. He is going to be not only a NFL superstar, but a fantasy superstar. Uh, what he can do from the interior is going to be impressive. And uh, now's the time to buy. I'm telling you, if you didn't listen to me already, this is this is probably your last year to get him at a great value because uh, I, I think he's the next big star. I think he's the next Aaron Donald. I think he's the next Buckner, the next – Indomitian Sue, he is a game wrecker, and right now is your chance to get him. Yeah, we talked about in our rookie redo, um, and I really am skeptical about drafting a D tackle too high, just because of the way their values dropped in right. in our view in one year, one year's time where we saw them. Um, so my number five guy is Jerron Reed. Oh, he was suspended six games, so oh. his stats aren't weren't very good, and he really didn't play. I don't think that great. Once he came back from that suspension, he was okay, um, but I think as he you know, gets to start off the season with the Seahawks, um, he, he's a really good player and can be a dominant D tackle. Wow, I'm not hating it. I, I'm going to say that I'm not hating it. But I'm gonna, I've got Deron Payne. Okay. Um, I mean, he's – I think Jerron Reed for me would be number six. But Deron Payne with what Washington is building, even with a coaching change, and I think that helps him even more. I was going to say, the coaching change I think helps him because he'll be – Absolutely. Like, I mean, you've got – Even if he plays kind of a nose kind yeah, of position, gonna, it'll be a 4-3 right. instead of a 3-4. Exactly. And I think with – Montez Sweat, and possibly, we don't know yet, but possibly Chase Young. They've got Ryan Kerrigan. They've got Jonathan Allen. You know, they've got uh, Cole Holcomb. They've got uh, um, Landon Collins. They've got all this talent on defense. 
I think he takes a big step forward. I mean, I said it from back a couple of years ago when he balled out in the college football playoffs when he just dominated Clemson. He showed you what he can do. You put the talent around him. He is an elite defensive tackle. Uh, I want to say he had five or more sacks this year, and I think that's just a tip of the iceberg, what you're going to see for him, especially with Ron Rivera, that 4-3. How many? He had two sacks, but he's also only – he'll be turning 23 years old in two months. How many pressures did he have? Can you see that? Uh, that's not on my fantasy league. Okay. So I don't know. Okay. He had 32 anyway, tackles and 22 assists. I mean, I like him. I mean, what he does from the interior and his age, as you mentioned, um, I think he's one of the best. You mean, I think those two are. Ron Payne at five. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of honorable mentions, guys, that I have right behind these guys. Um, I have your boy Jeffrey Simmons. I think pretty high. Um, I think Jeffrey Simmons has a Ooh. high ceiling in this league, just because I think the way, the way he plays, I think he's going to be a high scorer for IDP because he gets the pressures. Yeah. He gets especially he, I mean, with Darrell Casey next to him. Well, yeah, and that's, that's what I'm saying is he's got a good supporting cast to help him out. Right. Um, there's some other guys. I mean, Sheldon Richardson, I think, is heading towards the end of his prime. I um, too. Grady Jarrett, I think, is another guy who is a consistent <coughs> excuse me, point getter. Um, and actually, he's a lot younger than I thought he was. Um he just, I think, I mean, he had seven and a half sacks this year, so he really did have a good season. Um, I would consider him being right on the doorstep, too. So, moving on to defensive end. A defensive end, I think, is a better, is a much easier conversation to have. You don't have to do a lot of research into defensive end because it's pretty cut and dry. We'll um, see. <laughs> I don't know. that. I mean, I would put all five of my guys in – well, yeah, I'd probably put all five of my guys in the top tier. So, I mean, you can argue semantics over one and two and three and four, but these are all guys – I'll be happy to have any one of them if if they drop to me. You know what I mean? So, my number one guy is Daniel Hunter. From the Bingo. So, see, we don't disagree that much. Um, he is a young, talented edge rusher. Um, I, I think even if Everson Griffin goes away, I think they will retool, restock, and be fine. That Vikings defense is has been good, will continue to be good, and he'll be the, uh, the lockdown edge rusher for that team for the next, you know, four to five years or so. He just signed a big contract, didn't he? I think so. I mean, he's, for me, he's the elite defensive end one, hands down, for his consistency. I mean, you look at what he's done. I mean, you can't get any more consistent than what he's been the last two years. So um, He he came in the league young and still just started, you know, gaining snaps and gaining sacks and just, you know, continued to dominate. 
Uh, so let's move on. He's consensus number one for us. I have number two. I have uh, Mr. Helmet Gate himself, Miles Garrett. Okay. So I have enough said about him. He's when he's not doing boneheaded things like trying to swing helmets at people's heads. He's a pretty <laughs> dominant defensive end. I get that. I do. Um, it's close for me, but I'm going to have. I know this is going to shock you. Um, I'm going to have Joey Bosa at number oh, two. Oh my goodness! I really am. I think his age, health is a concern, but I think his fit with the Chargers, with Melvin Ingram, uh, Derwin James. That, and that, some, hold on a second. Did did Mister Bosa come knock at your door and whoop your ass? <laughs> I wish. I wish. I wish somebody would knock at my door. Uh, but no, I mean, Garrett kind of scares me with this. Uh, I, I, can, I can get on board with him being at number two. I, I, man. He is not going to do anything that stupid again. Yeah, but he, he continues to insist that... that and I'm not going to get into this whole or- ordeal whether they're going to settle out of court and it's going to be over. And guess what? I think Bose is never going to do anything stupid like that again, swinging a helmet at somebody. He's going to learn. He's learned his lesson. Hopefully, uh, fine. But I'm going to take Bosa, Believe it or not, I'm going to take Joey at number two. I think mm-hmm. he has a better bookend and a little bit supporting cast behind him overall. And I think um, I like in the division he plays a little better. I think you know with uh, the uh, Raiders. I'm, again, I'm not gonna dis dis. I'm not gonna <coughs> argue with you too much because I got Joey Bosa at three, and like I said, this tier that I have, I'd be happy to have any of these guys. Right, um, and I, and I'm not gonna disagree with you because I actually have Miles Garrett at number three. So there you um, go. So, so again, we're arguing over you know minutia here because right. they're they're all. But yeah, I mean. Joey Bosa, I'm mad at him because, you know, my jersey doesn't have his new number on it. So, but anyway. Um, I actually have a Joey Bosa jersey. So, uh, yeah. I, I I'm interested to see who you've got at 4 fan. and 5 because I think this is where we'll disagree a little bit. So, 4, I have a guy that's probably going to be exiting his prime once this window's out. Mm. I have Cameron Jordan at number 4. He has been such a dominant force on that Saints defensive end. Um, he, he all he does is make plays, make sacks. He carries that defense. It seems like on his back almost sometimes. Um, he's, right. he's been dominant for years and continues to produce, continues to make plays. And Cameron Jordan's money for me. I have him in a few leagues, and he's always produced. So I got him at four. And that's hard to argue with. It really is. It's a dome. (laughs) (laughs) Right. My four, five, and six are really close, let me tell you. We said five. There's no six. I know, but I'm just going to put this out there. My four, five, and six are really close. Um, Really love Jordan. It's hard to argue with you on that. You made some great points. It's good and in New Orleans has been productive. It, it really is hard to argue, but <laughs> I know you're going to roast me on this. 
You really are. But I'm going to take Nick Bosa at number four with what he did for San Francisco, what they have around him in that front four, those linebackers, what they are building on defense is really special. And what he was able to accomplish as a rookie was really special. Um, I know I've had my moments, and you can go back. I'm a Bosa hater, but, you know, can he stay healthy? We'll see. So far he has. I mean, he got off to a bit of a slow start. But you can't deny what he has done. I mean, he had a couple of huge games for the 49ers. And I think you may see more of that with Buckner, with – Armstead with, um, oh gosh, help me, with Warner behind him, with Quan Alexander, with Dre Greenlaw, with what they are building, he doesn't have to carry that team. He can just play. And I think a lot of times we overlook that. Um, When you can be free and just go out there and play and not have that pressure of carrying a unit or team. And with his age, I mean, he's he's going into year two now. So uh, I think that's big. For me, I, th- I think Nick Bosa's in dynasty over the next three to five years. Nick is going to be probably the guy you want to own here. So here, here I'm going to play this oh, at, Jesus. for you so you don't actually have to. So, so here is. Welcome. You finally listen to me. You finally listen to me. Our viewers can't see this. But I know you can. A Stone Cold Steve Austin <laughs> salute. I can't see either. I'm looking at my web page, not the... Well, if you would click over here, you'd see it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm have, have Nick Bosa at five, so I'm not going to hate on... The, being a Seahawks okay. fan doesn't deter me from seeing talent. Um, Nick Bosa was, is, is the real deal, I think. He, he and Joey both um, play a similar style. Um, they... Um, they both know how to get to the quarterback and get there quickly. Um, I have him at five, and like I said, I, before any one of these five guys, I'd be happy to have locking down my defensive end for the next five years. Um, right. I, I think I just have, I think, Cameron Jordan maybe a hair higher just because he's produced for years. And, um, right, and I get that. And here I, I'm going really to use your uh, excuse normally that, the Bosa's do have an injury history. And and you know what? It For me, it really is. I know you bust my balls about it a lot. But for both Joey and Nick, I mean, let's face it. That's their issue. Injuries. I mean, if you can get past the injuries, they're, they're probably two and three easily. Because yeah. Daniil Hunter's the number one. No question about it. Anybody tells you different, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, but Joey and Nick, you know, if you can get, like I said, if you can get past those injuries, they stay healthy with their age, they're easily two and three and will push for number one. Um, who's your number five? Oh man, you're going to roast me for this one. And, and don't, you know what? I'm going to, st- I'm going to stand on this hill. Who was your number five? Nick Bosa. Okay, Nick Bosa. My number five is Max Crosby. What he did for this year as a rookie was freaking phenomenal, dude. Everybody thought Kalon Farrell was going to be the guy. And you know what? He wasn't half bad. He really wasn't. But Max Crosby has everything you want 
in a player. He has the drive. He has the motor. He has the opportunity. He has the volume. He has the bookend next to him. And I don't see that changing. He plays in the division where they give up a lot of sacks. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, I'm not going to sit here in line and say, yeah, I saw Max Crosby be in the next store. I didn't even have this kid on my radar. I'm not even going to lie to you. Eastern Michigan, I didn't even know. But he made a splash. It started in hard knocks. I was like, man, I, you know, I kind of like this kid's grit. I like his attitude. Uh, and I think that's exactly what Gruden and um, Mayak saw in him. I think that's why he made that team. And I think that's why Kalan Farrell, why everybody thought, ooh, number four overall. And I'm not writing him off. I think he's a really good player. I think he's eventually going to live up to that. But Max Crosby is the real deal. As a rookie, he had, what, eight sacks, I think, maybe a little more. <laughs> in IDP, the next three to five years, get out of here, dude. I'm, I'm telling you, he's there. You, you can just, you can argue me on this. I'm not buying it. I, I'll say I think he has the opportunity to be a low end defensive end one. He finished ninth in defensive end scoring as a rookie. As a rookie, yes. As but, a rookie. But now teams do know his name now. Okay. And with that comes double teams, comes attention, and, comes and analyzing the film and seeing how to beat him. Uh, okay. There's plenty so, of people. So who are you gonna up. let beat you? You're gonna let Kalan Farrell beat you? You're gonna let a uh, what? Uh, I'm gonna. Round draft? I'm coming at this from an IDP perspective. Uh, Cameron Hayward is a guy that I would put over Max Crosby. And you know what? I'll give you that because Hayward is probably the more established. He's veteran. a very consistent veteran. I, I just but, uh, think I just think it's. I mean, I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I'm just saying I no, don't think he's I, I top agree. five. And and I get you with the Hayward, but over the next three to five years, who do you take in Dynasty? I take a couple people over him, but oh uh, oh, you done said oh Jesus Christ, he done said a couple people. I'm oh, just it, Bobby. being honest. The value. You got to look at. The, uh, I was on the off so rail podcast. This is wait a minute. Hold this up. Is, I, I, this no, is the top out. five at each position. This is not who can I get for a value. This is my top, the tippy top, not the who can I get I real cheap. That, and you can't get no. them cheap anymore. You're not going to get them no, cheap but anymore. But I think that plays a part. You're I mean, not going to get them cheap anymore. No, but you. So the value is no longer there. The value is when you drafted him in the sixth or seventh round last year. And now you can trade him for a second round pick, but possibly. And then you can take somebody that's better than me. I mean, I don't know. I would keep him, to be honest. But You know what? I'm I'm with you. But I was on Off the Rails podcast with Madman and John DeBarry and Walk and all them. And Scott was on there. And this is something that just never really hit me until we were talking. And Scott said, we were talking about drafting players. And he said, I go into drafts not looking at what helps my team per se, but looking at the value I can get for said player. 
In other words, he drafts players based on the value he can get in return for them instead of what's helping his team. I think Max Crosby. That's one way to build people, your team is through trades. You can take the best player available and trade him away. I mean, Max Crosby, people are going to eat him up right now. Whether he repeats what he does or not, people well, are going to eat him up. And you can get basically a huge value for him. You because, would if you trade him now, you would you would be upgrading over the sixth or seventh round pick you spent on him or the fab dollars you spent on him because and you, like you, you say, basically got him for nothing. You got him for basically nothing. So anything you get on top of him is considered a profit. True. I and would if, I would you, argue and if that you keep him if you keep him, you're getting value over where you drafted him, most likely. Yes. Somebody but drafted him in the first or second round. You don't I, get any points for where you draft a player. I'm just saying where you didn't draft him in the first or second round. So if you keep him, your value is there. If you trade him, the value is there. I think his production proves over the next three to five years with Farrell on the opposite side with what they are building defensively, it's there. The yeah. value is there no matter how you look at it. Whether you keep, trade, or whatever, it's there with Crosby. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you. I'm just looking at this from... And I'm, not, I'm just saying that if you drafted him in the 6th or 7th round, anything you trade him for today, you're making a profit off of. Because if you would have traded a sixth-round pick last year instead of taking Max Crosby, you'd get nothing in return for it. So whatever you're getting today is worth what that sixth-round pick was last year, at plus a bunch, because he produced. Some people love to play that game where you draft a guy late, you know, like Tyreek Hill, you trade a first- or second-round pick the following year for him, and you made a couple rounds, basically. I'm not one of those players that likes to play that game. I like to kind of, if I got somebody that I think is really good, I want to hold on to him. With Max Crosby, I, you know, and, and I hate to sound like I did with Joe Schobert, I want to see him do it again. Before I'm ready to invest and say he's a top 10 defensive end for me, period. You know, I get that. I understand it. I really do. And I'm going but to completely I, contradict myself here in about 10 minutes if you let me. <laughs> okay. I get it. But, I mean, Scott, off the, I, I wish I could remember his name because he. there's been a few things that have really changed how I look at fantasy. IDP, capology. And I think you can agree. How they view stuff has changed how I look at fantasy. The other day when I was on Off the Rails podcast, when Scott said, you know, it, it didn't matter if it was IDP, and he's a big IDP guy, I didn't know, but whether it was offense or defense, he said, I draft, I draft based on what I think the value to others are, not to myself. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, completely that's, that's get that. taking the best player available. I mean, if Crosby – that's, that's, there by I mean, that's a very smart thing to do because if you... It just, is. It, it. I don't... Again, and some people worry about setting your starting lineup in February. You, you, right. you shouldn't. You should have no, a solid core of your team. 
and here's take my thing. stock of the other pieces. Now, if you have pieces you like and you don't want to trade them, then that's fine. It's it's February. Here, here's my thing. If Crosby was by himself in Oakland, no fair. He wouldn't have done as he's well not, this year. Exactly. And he's not gonna be he's not gonna have the value he did. But Farrell's there. That makes an impact. Crosby, I'm not saying he's not that good without Farrell. Let's be real. That that makes a factor. I think opportunity. We have, we have plenty of time to debate Max Crosby through this offseason. Let's move I on know, to our I next. He's going to roast me. I'm not going to hate you on Hayward. I'll give you that. But okay. I think next three to five years, Crosby's your guy. That's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. Linebackers. 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 I got the the maniac number one. Even oh, though gosh. even though my boy Bobby is number one in my heart. <laughs> I got Darius Leonard number one, if you don't know who the maniac is. Uh Darius Leonard is just he, he's just a beast. And he missed yep. a couple year missed a couple games. Um he was actually the highest point per game linebacker in my league even though jordan hicks led the league in points that i'm looking at now um it might be different in your league uh he was had the highest average he averaged 10 points a game in this league it's a pretty low scoring defensive league but he's solid he is rock solid and he plays like a man on fire which may shorten his career but he seems to be fine you know, he had that scare with the concussion early in the season, missed three games. He's a stud. He's a bona fide stud. No doubt. My number one guy. Oh, I agree with you. Darius Leonard is the elite LB1. Talent. Volume. And uh, age. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You, can, yep. you, you really can't dispute that i mean considering what he's done to this point so far i mean you you can't dispute that i mean yep. next three to five years you really don't see him falling off unless he gets a major injury yep. uh he has the opportunity with the colts and they're not the greatest offensive team so that defense is going to be on the field a lot so he's going to get the volume and age he's a young guy he's going into year three yep. i mean so the next three to five years, it's his. It's his for the taking, yeah. and I don't really see anybody challenging that. So I agree with you on winning. Number two, Bobby Wagner, my boy. Oh Jesus! Oh Jesus! Solid. Really he Here finished, we go. He finished his LB three this year in this league. Such a homer pick. Um, it may be, but he's good. <laughs> you can ask anybody. Ask he Twitter. Is, is Bobby Wagner good at football? I'm just busting your balls. You know this. I agree with you. He's good at football. Hashtag good at football. Um, who's your number two guy? I'm I'm going with, I, you know, I've staked my flag on this. I'm not going to change. Like Martinez, Martinez, number two. You know, whether he stays in Green Bay or he goes somewhere else. And I, and I, and I know Green Bay fans are going to roast me on this. If you look, if you take fantasy out of this, they say Blake Martinez is horrible. Fine. You know, I Well, this is an IDP podcast, and I don't care. Exactly. That's I don't my care point. what Packer fan thinks. I don't care. 
you know, I, but I do, I do understand that. But as you said, this is an IDP podcast, and what has he done? He tackles. He has people. been. Yes, he tackles the shit out of people. Although he has, has more been, points than him, Bobby Wagner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hate you. This past year. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Blake Martinez, he's good. I have him at three. So you don't have yeah, to. Yeah. I mean, over the past. Who do you have at three? What? Two or three years, he's been the top three guy. And I'm with you at, you know, I think this is where we're different. Bobby Wagner. Again, a lot of these, these top fives, really, I, I could put any one of these guys in one through five order. I could change exactly. four and five tomorrow just on a whim. They're exactly. all good. They're all your top tier guys, I think, tier wise. Exactly. I think D, D tackles. I think the only one that has a big tier drop. The rest of them, I think, I'd take anybody on the list. Right, as and one. I, and I've got Wagner at three. So I mean, we're just basically just flip flipping one all B right. and one C. So let's I'm get this you. moving here. I number got number four. Here is where I kind of am shocking, and I think if if Pittsburgh oh, takes the damn oh, reins. If they take the reins off of this guy, he was cleaning up tackles the first half of the year, and then they stopped playing him. They let Mark Barron and Vince Williams run around too much. Uh, I got Devin Bush at three or four. I mean, oh what God, I love you for that. If they grow some stones and just let him play, he'll be cleaning up. Yes, and I I agree with you on that point. And I was high as you know this. I was as high as anybody on Bush. Still am. But man, boy, did they ever handcuff the shit out of him! I don't know if it was part of a rookie wall. I don't know if he was just not I learning the Steelers, what they I want. Think the Steelers suck. How could he? You know? How, how could he go the first like six games dominating, and then they say, "Oh wait, <laughs> you you don't know our system." Hell I agree with you. I I agree with you. Put the guy out you. there. You you drafted but, him to be an instinctual linebacker. He'll have a year of the offseason to learn the defense if he didn't know the defense or whatever the deal was. They spent they traded up. The Steelers never trade up. They traded up to get true. Him. Very true. They're not very gonna true. just bag him. They're they're gonna bag somebody like Mark Barron, who's not very good at football. They're going to back uh, Ryan Shazier. He's done. I mean, I know the story's out there, but he's done. Come on. Martin Barrett's done. Let's face it, Bush is the guy in Pittsburgh. You're right. You're you're going to sit here and bury a guy who came back from being paralyzed to walking. You know, there's some low things that you've said. (laughs) That may be the lowest. (laughs) Just give me time. I'll beat it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm On just that saying. Note, who's your number four? Let's just move past this. Who's your number four guy? I hate you. God, you hate said you. it. I'm trying to push you away from it. I'm trying to get you out of it. I was trying. I was trying to be. Who's just, your number four? Screw it. Joe Schobert is my number four. Of course he is. Okay. God dang you! you <laughs> anyway, Joe Schobert is my number four. I think what he's done in Cleveland has been remarkable. He's and underrated. And if he's not in Cleveland, as See, anybody, he's no, I, I have something one to pick of the with underrated. You for a second. 
Oh, bullshit. You just told me how important capology was to your IDP knowledge, yet you have you know Joe Schobert might not be in Cleveland. So how does that impact your thinking? It impacts my thinking by moving him down my dynasty ranks until I know where he is, and then maybe I'll move him back up. True, but it's the same with Blake Martinez. Green Bay may not sign him. I'm a little more confident that Martinez's production will stay put. Schobert had a really good run last year. I mean, come on, let's face it. You know he did with the tackles, the interceptions. He had a really good run. Somebody's going to sign him, and you can't tell me he's a one-year wonder because he's done it. What This is year three or four for him, and everybody has wrote him off. Oh, I want to see him do it next year. Well, he's done it one year. I want to see I him said do it that, the next year. Now, hold on. I said that after his rookie year. He did it a second right. year. So now I'm okay with And he, ste- he stepped up to the plate. I'm not going to really drop has. him down to the tier two. I'm just saying he's not in my top five. I agree. I'm going to drop him I down until, I know, until if, I know what's going on with his contract situation and where he's going to play. He's not in my well, top five. I, with that logic, you got to do the same thing with Blake Martinez. You have to. Martinez, Martinez is a little l- longer. A little oh. more confident in him. Jesus Christ. There, I mean, could you stand on that god dang fence anymore? I hope the Bob wire puts I'm you not. in the ball. <laughs> I'm not standing on the fence. I gave my Yes, opinion. you are. You, you sit here and say Martinez is okay, but you're going to hit Schobert for the same shit. Same exact example. I'm pretty Both sure could Mart's be free agents. Both could be on new teams next year. Granted you, I'm with you. Martinez is way better than Schobert. I think, I think Martinez is going to re-sign in Green Bay. They need linebacker. Help. You don't know that? You don't know that? I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty confident. Oh, Jesus and I think Schobert's going to Cleveland, too. I'm not confident of that because they drafted two linebackers last year that could easily fill in. Bullshit. And they got Bullshit. they got cap Bullshit. issues with Cleveland. They got to pay Shit. Baker soon. They, they got a they got some some money deals. They got two Baker. Well, get the Oh my God, I can't even. Do you know how quarterback contracts work? Do we need to quit the show right now? Really? Do we? Is this where we're going? I'm just saying. This I'm might not, be I'm under not, an hour show right here. I am not confident that Joe Schobert signs in Cleveland. I am more confident that Blake Martinez signs in Green Bay. I don't know that Martinez signs in Green Bay. I really don't. Joe Schobert's been talking a whole lot. Joe Schobert's wife talks a lot on Twitter about the Browns better show love and stuff like that. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We'll see. First of all, I don't anyway, be listening. Moving on. I don't be- Moving no, no. on. Moving I don't on. be listening to nobody. Number five. Voice. Number five. I got Jalen Smith. I would have Van Der Esch here if I didn't fear him having a career-ending neck injury next time he gets hit. Let's just quit right now. But I got Jalen Smith at five. Who do you have? I got Zach Cunningham. Okay. Next three to five years in Houston with the division he plays in, Texans, or I'm sorry, Colts, Titans, and um, – Suxonville. There you go. All three teams like to run the ball. Plenty of opportunities for tackles. Don't even at me on this bullshit. You know I'm right. He's good. Uh, I, my my honorable mention would be Fred Warner. And we'll move on from there. 
You have an I'll, honorable, I'll, you have an you honorable mention to add? No. no, my honorable mention would be Fred Warner as well. Okay. I don't think Quan's the future. Yeah. I think he has another one to two years with him. Warner is the real deal. I think it's Warner and Greenlaw. So, yeah, I'll give you that. All right. This is going to be like a five-hour podcast if we don't hurry this up here. You Safety is next because corners can wait till that last. If you went so god dang retarded. Number, number one, I got... <laughs> killing me. Freaking killing me. All right, uh... What's his name? Um, See, you don't even know who you're talking about. Art Janoris. Being Are we insensitive. on Well, no, I'm calling you Janoris Jenkins because you're out here using uh, derogatory language. I didn't use... Re- oh, yeah, you geez. did. <laughs> really? Really? This is where... You, you did. Know what? <laughs> okay. okay, I will anyway. track that fragment in your doof tart. How's that? There you go. That's better. I got Landon Collins at number one safety. How about you? You're going to have to play this for me. God dang it, Bobby. Just play it. Don't argue. Just play it. God dang it, Bobby. Yeah, you're Bobby. Thank you. <sighs> Landon Collins, number, number one? Nope. Jamal Adams, my number one safety. Jamal Adams. Okay. I, again, I can't really. Adams is on my list, just not right there. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, I really like Andy Collins. I do. Uh, you're going to be surprised by this, but at number two, I've got Kevin Byard. And despite what people think about him and they hate on him, he gets the interceptions every single year. He leads. The, he's among the Titans' leader in tackles. He's the leader among safeties and tackles. And with his, he's he's a ball man i mean you can't deny what he does with his coverage skills yeah i he's dropped down a little bit he finished the year 16th right and i get that and most people have him I, drop down i i get that you know he can i just think he is so reliant on the turnover he does get a lot of sacks for a free safety you, or a he guy is reliant it. on the turnover but and I was kind of skittish of that, but he continues to get them every year. Yeah. I know they come in bunches, they come in whatever, but year after year, when the season's said and done, he's among the lead leaders in interceptions, and you can't really deny that. I can't, but I would rather have a safer player in my top five. You're, that's because you're a Titans hater, so I don't value no, your opinion. I'm just, I like a safer option at. At my top five positions, I want a safer option. It's going to be okay. a week in, week out. I don't have to worry about them. Uh, I don't my, number about two, my number two is a guy who I never have to worry about because he always produces. Buda Baker. It's funny that most of oh, my geez. most of the players that I like play for rivals of mine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We it's crazy completely... how that works out. Buda Baker was the number one scoring safety this year and has been top five i believe i'll have to go back and look at the since he's been in the league he's been tops people 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 point to his pff scores and all this other stuff i don't care it's idp i don't care about his pff score (laughs) he may not be that great of a safety in real life but he's really good on the football field and tackles everybody He, he runs around that football field like a man on fire 
Buda Baker. <laughs> Team Buda right here. Oh, at Jesus. me. At me if you don't like it. Who you got? I'll be at you later because you're... I'll be asleep. Who you got to? Of course you will, Grandpa. Anyway, my number three is Derwin James. I know he was hurt last year, but... Or or your number two. Okay. Did you say your number two? Yeah, Kevin Byard. Okay. See, you went out of order. You told me I was going first, and then you jumped the gun. I went Adams, Byard, and now my number three is Derwin James. Derwin James. Okay. I can't argue with that too much. My number three was you know, Jamal Adams. So that's um, see, that's ludicrous, but whatever. Derwin James, I know he was hurt. Perfect fit for what uh, the uh, Chargers want to do because they're employing that uh, three safety or um, a five defensive back set. I think he's a star for them. Mm-hmm. He's going to rebound, uh, playmaker. Makes a lot of tackles, impact player. I mean, anything you want to say, he can do. So, yep. I had Derwin James at four. Um, his injury, I don't think it's going to affect him going long term. I uh, just, there's so many Chargers pieces. I kind of want to see how they kind of move forward this year with Nasir Adderley coming back, Derwin James coming back, Desmond King is still there, Casey Hayward's still there, That the secondary, you know, they, they still, actually I don't think they have him anymore, but... <laughs> Rayshon Jenkins, I don't think he's with the team anymore, but uh, they just have so many players back there that they swap in and out, and... It worries me a little bit that James is going to have to compete. Not that he's never going to leave the field. He's never going to leave the field. At least he shouldn't. Um, But it just puts a little bit of doubt that maybe he's not going to be able to play up. Maybe they rely on him to play back more. um, Because they have so many other people to play up. So, I don't know. Um, So, you're number four, then. Uh, My number four is jesse bates okay you you've heard me talk about him forever and i know a lot of people will say well sean williams is a lead dog and right now he probably is i i get that and this is one of the few defenses that can support two safeties um but sean williams is a little bit older than jesse bates but jesse bates is a little bit more talented and playing along sean williams He's going to get a ton of opportunities. Cincinnati is horrible. That offense is not going to be on the field very much. Uh, Jesse Bates is going to get the opportunities. He's going to get the volume. He plays with the, a good co-host, as you say, with uh, Sean Williams. I mean, who you pick at, Sean Williams or Jesse Bates? You, I mean, you're really taking your choice here. Um, until they scoring on the Bengals, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> Right. So until they turn things around, I mean, I think I err on the caution of Jesse Bates because he is more talented. He is a little younger. So, um, you know, Dan, I've been beating the drum for him for two years, even when he broke out and people didn't want to listen. And it's been week after week. He's been a superstar. So I'm going to stay with him. Well, my number five guy is Jesse Bates the third. There you go. 
yeah. There you go. So who's yours number? Who's your number five? Oh man, I can't. Who was your number five? Jesse Bates. Oh, sorry. You probably bad. should be Landon Collins because you haven't mentioned his name yet. But nope, nope, nope. You know what? I yeah. love Landon Collins. I love him in New in Washington. You were, you were talking up how great that marriage was in Washington, and, and it's still he's not it's, even in your top five. No, I I get it. I still like him, but we're we're talking dynasty. Yeah, and he's not old. He's not old, but he does have a little mileage on him. He does have a little bit of an injury history with him. All right, Let's come on, it. come on, come on. Just tell us what it is. I'm going to take Taylor Rapp of the Rams. Okay. This kid come out as a rookie, and he has done nothing. John Johnson went down, and he took over as a starter, and he's been nothing but a superstar. I was going to say, uh, I you th- forgot a few words here because you said he did nothing, and that's not true. Okay. <laughs> he has been an absolute diamond in the rough for them. I was high on him before the draft. I was high on him during the draft. I thought all he needed was the opportunity. And they and got drafted proved- by the Rams, who have two safeties ahead of him. And he did, but guess lost. what? I was right. Because John well, Johnson. Somebody got made- hurt. <laughs> That's, it doesn't matter. I said all he needed is the opportunity. John Johnson went down with an injury, and what did he do? He stepped in and filled admirably for them. He was the top rookie safety. Some will argue Juan Thornhill, and I get that. And But Taylor Rapp, with that defense, I think it's Rapp and Johnson next year. And I don't see him slowing down for the next three to five years. I, I really don't. Just to argue with you, I'd say that uh, I'd rather have John Johnson. Jesus Christ. Just sorry. So we're not going to spend this much time on corners because, honestly, who cares? Here's my list. I'll give you the whole list. I got Desmond King at one still. Freaking hair. I got Logan Ryan at two. Kevin King at three. Marlon Humphrey at four. And Byron Murphy at five. That's my list. And I don't care. I don't even know what you're... You're smoking some shit that nobody else is, but I've got Ryan Logan, absolutely, without a doubt, the top corner in the league. Byron Murphy, the rookie, he's playing against Pat- He's playing opposite of Patrick Peterson in Arizona at number two. Tredavious White proved this year he is an elite game-changing corner. Stephon Gilmore. But if you're a shutdown corner, do you really want him on your IDP team? I was with you his rookie year. His rookie year, he was phenomenal. His second year, he was okay. Yeah, but, but this year, he, he bounced back. I mean, he was a really good he, IDP asset for, for fantasy owners in year three. He did, but if I'm a defense, I'm not throwing it at Tredavious White. I'm throwing it whatever fool they got on their side. No, I get that, but we'll see. Stephon Gilmore, this is another one. You're not throwing at him, but guess what? They threw at him enough that he was NFL – Defensive player of the year. No, that's just because quarterbacks be stupid. I don't know. Well, I mean, it happens. And then at number five is our boy Desmond King. I think he regressed just a little bit, but. Yeah, it wasn't the best year for him, but I think he bounced back. It wasn't, but I think he'll bounce back. And when you consider the return aspect that he has, because I think he had a return for a touchdown this year, if I'm not mistaken. 
I mean, he's one of the better overall corners, and I know you hate talking about corners because you're... That's way too much analysis for corners. Let's go. Jesus Christ. You're a freaking douche tart. I hate you. So we're done. We're done. You have a trade that you want to discuss. Yeah, I mean, you kind of talked about this uh, earlier today. Um, I ask your value for DeForest Buckner. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I threw a few things at you. I wound up actually trading him for pick 201. I'll take that trade. I think I will, too. I mean, I really value Buckner. I mean, I think we both said it earlier. He's So here's the question. Here's the question that you never answered. Who is your depth behind Buckner? Because this could really definitely cement. Uh, that the fact that yeah take the trade all day okay okay give me just a second okay let me get over to it well, while you're while the, you're finding that first he said something this is about act- hmm? go ahead this is actually a league that you're not in with me so okay well you, at first you were saying you we were getting uh it was buckner and a like a and something else for a second or something like that it was Buckner for 2.12, second round, 12 round pick. Yeah, or, I even said you could probably get away with taking that because I don't know you're going to yeah. get much more for, for a defensive tackle. And then one of, once some of the other offers come in, one of them was uh, Daniel Jones for 3.06 and Buckner. So it was Jones and 3.06 for Buckner. Uh, I'm pretty good at quarterback with uh, Haskins and Carson Wentz, so I'm not Haskins hurting baby. for a QB. Is it Superflex? No, it's a one QB league. Oh yeah, then you got you're playing Wentz every week, and and then uh, at the last minute, this was an offer that I sent out to the same guy that offered me two twelve for Buckner. I countered. I said, you know what? You give me two one, you can have Buckner. I love Buckner. I hate it uh, that I gave up him because I yeah, think he's really Chase Young. You could get it two point oh one, right? And you asked about my depth. That, that'd have. be that'd be upgrading your your other position, especially if you have some depth. Which hey, what do you got it there? I've got Deron Payne, Vita Vey, Shy Tuttle, Jonathan Hankins, and Devon Godshaw. So you have players that can play there. Yes, and Buckner I think will, I have some young youth that are yeah, going to be better. I think Payne could probably put up almost equal to Buckner. Yep. Um, you know, maybe a point off per game. Um, Shy Tuttle right. impressed late in the season. Absolutely. Uh, Devon Godshaw, I played in a few leagues every week, just about because he was pretty solid. Um. Vita Vea looks like a bust, though, for IDP. He's a better yeah. football player than an IDP player. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, once... Uh, he's, playing, he's playing the nose there. so He, he's, he, he's he just, probably gets a lot more play, a lot more volume. He's a space yeah. eater. Yeah, if, if Ndamukong Su moves on, I think his value goes up a little bit. So we'll see. I think they like him in that space eater role. Like, Yeah. Take up two blockers and let the other guys get there. Let Shaquille Barrett... Right, get single coverage because you're taking up two blockers. Like that's that's I think the role they want Vita Vea being such a huge human being. 
to yeah, be. Yeah, because he is massive. Eater. So, yeah, I agree with you on that. I do think he has some upside I th- because of his youth and his talent. If uh, Sue moves on, I think he's the next guy up. Can he be what Sue was? We'll see. I think I've already yeah. dropped Vea from a couple teams I have him on because I just don't see it happening. But I, I like my depth so far, you know, overall, so I think it made sense. For... Yeah, I think your depth is okay. And even if you decide your depth isn't good, Javon Kinlaw will be there at 201. Exactly. I mean, so it's a win-win restock. really for me. I mean, whether you, you, you move on from Buckner or not, I think you can get a replacement. At two one, like you said, really yeah. easily, or so you know, I'm good with it. I've got pain and some other guys, so I'm not yeah. too stressed I mean, about it. Buckner's window of, of prime, he's still got a couple years left in his prime. Yeah, he's but probably two, in that one, three two, to five window. You tell anybody you got two oh one for a defensive tackle, they'll tell you one trade. I don't care if it's number. And one you know what? I don't know if the guy unless, listens unless, to our pod. I don't know if he listens to our podcast. He's like, you know what? Am I winning this trade? And I was like, you're close, but no, you're not actually winning the trade. And he come back and he said, you know what? I'm going to take your offer of 201. I'm going to overpay. And I said, you know what? I don't really think you're overpaying with your team. You're getting an elite defensive tackle in a defensive tackle premium league. Yeah, I was going to say, if your defensive tackles, you know, get like, QB hit points and sack yardage and stuff. You can really make hay with your defensive tackles. Right. Uh, a couple of leagues I'm in, it's like if your defensive tackle gets a sack, you get like 60 points that week. Right. So, I mean, it, it's it's a feast or famine kind of thing because your D tackles are not going to consistently get sacks. But if there's somebody that is, it's going to be the far as Buckner. So. Yep. But anyway, uh, I think you you made out the trade. But again, this guy is saying I would have waited till closer to the draft. I honestly would have played hardball with you, waited till closer to the draft, and then when after two hundred one went off the board, I'd say, <laughs> looking at the board, you could still get somebody good at two twelve. How about two twelve? I'd have told you to get lost. Well, depending on who's there. You may you may have a love child sitting there at two twelve, and you're like, I no. really need to get this guy. I do like the pick at two twelve or even two one, but the value of Buckner, the value that he plays in this league, somebody's going to pay up, and they're going to pay up early. I'm not going to have to wait until the draft, so I'm good with it. Oh yeah, I mean, I when I'm trading, I mean, for you getting that high of a draft pick for him is this, and and. Yeah. I'm saying from the other owner's perspective, you want to wait on these drafts. Right, exactly. Because they only gain value closer to the draft. From my value, and I think me and you both agree, I'm not going to get anything better than 2-1 for him, no matter how long I wait or what I put with it. Nobody's going to give you a first-round pick for DeForest Buckner. Exactly. So 2-1, that's... 2-1 is as close as you can get. Exactly, and I think that's. I mean, so, I think if I you mean, can get a two hundred one for him, you got to do it. You really you, do. You, you smash accept and hope you can fill the void. Yes, sir. Because then, I mean, look, like I said, you could draft Chase Young at two hundred one and fill another need, right? With the best player available on defense, because I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm yeah, skeptical. Skept, 
skeptical that a defensive player will go in the first round. With if in super flex, I should say. If it's super I flex, would, I doubt there's I a defensive agree. player taking the first round. Maybe one twelve. Because looking, I mean, depending yeah. on where these chips fall, you know, Bur- Burrow and Tua are going. You know, Herbert's going. I've heard Jacob Eason going in the first round good. for some reason. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I should watch. J- I don't. I'm not really a quarterback guy, but I just know Jacob Eason wasn't setting the world on fire in college, so I don't expect him to do that in the pros. Um, you know, the running backs. Yeah, to, you know, Swift, Taylor. Dobbins, right. I'm not. I'm not really an offensive guy I when it comes to, to scouting this stuff. And I, there's just name after name after name. There's like ten deep at running back. And if they all land in decent spots, you know, you got have Cam Akers taking day three in a good spot, and he's a first round pick right. in fantasy. I didn't even, we didn't even mention any of the receivers that are like bona fide studs right. coming out in this draft class. So I mean, this is of, an offensive loaded class. It is an offensive loaded class. It's going to push a lot of that defensive talent back, which means you can get a lot of value defensively in these third and fourth rounds. Right, and I agree. Because even with you on that. even I think one of you the know, things while I, think, I hated, I hated to trade Buckner. I think it just made sense. I mean, you said you're not going to get anything better than 201 for him. You're not going to get a first. So why not take two of a defensive tackle and turn this into something that I can use? So Yeah. One of the things I think people always, you know, especially when the the perspective is that this is such an offensive loaded class. You're going to have people reaching for offensive players in the second round that shouldn't go in the second round. If you're looking at overall talent and and scoring system in your, your leagues, if it's a pretty balanced league, offensive and defensively, you're going to have people reaching for the offensive guys because they've heard how much of a bona fide studs these guys are. And what, you know, obviously, once you hit a teardrop, that's when you're supposed to kind of jump in and get a couple right. of the elite defenders. And then, you know, you hit another teardrop, you know. But I think you're going to see a lot of people reaching for offense in the second round because they feel they need to get a de- an offensive player. And then right. your, your defense, I think your defenses are going to slide. Yep. And there's is, two. Which means those third and fourth round picks are going to be pretty valuable. So, in IDP at least. But anyway, and I have we, a bunch of those. <laughs> we, we we've talked too much tonight. So, we've argued a lot. This is a very banter filled episode here. I feel like it was good. We argued a lot. We didn't agree on much. Yeah. Although we were cutting hairs. Oh, we really had We agreed on some most things, stuff. It just on some, the uh, some things we were. We basically flip flopped on a few things. Yeah. But, but before we hit the music, that's uh, good because that's what everybody wants to hear. That's true. When we agree all the time, it makes for bad shows because it's not very fun. Right. But anyway, uh, get your IDP Nation shirt at myfantasyfootballshirt.com. Uh, 
Check That's us right. out on iTunes, Spotify, um, wherever else, Stitcher, Google us on Google Play, whatever. I don't know. Give us five stars on whatever platform. Comment. Say hi. Say how great we are. Say how terrible we are. I don't know. Don't say how terrible we are. Just keep that to yourself. Why are you just listening? Say how great if you think I we're am. terrible, why are you listening? Really? You, I would have given up by now. You just... You don't have to say how great Dan is. Just say how great I am. There you go. (laughs) Anyways, uh, if you like the Dig podcast, we will be recording uh, again on Sunday, I believe. Yes, maybe. Yep. Uh, We we will be talking safeties, I think it is. I believe we're talking safeties on the Dig podcast. And um, we'll be back here on Tuesday. Uh, We're going to try to get some guests, I think. Because... If we use all these topics up before the draft even rolls around, then we're going to be hurting for content later on in the year. We'll just rehash it. I don't know. Our top fives will change after a while. We'll have somebody else to talk about top fives. We'll argue with them. Daryl will tell them how ridiculous they are for not having Joe Schobert in their top <laughs> lineup and whatever. Oh, Jesus anyway, Christ. I'm going to get roasted for that. Probably. Whatever. It's all right. You I ain't scared. The, you don't at me. Torture. Don't at me. Oh, Adam, please. I ain't scared. I, you like to, I like to see it. Well, you say you aren't scared, but you said don't at me. Not scared at you. Okay, anyway. at me then. I'll argue your ass up and down all day. At me. DFFD win. Come on, bring it. <laughs> you bring can find it. me. You can all right. You can find me at Seahawksdan8. We are out for now. <laughs> Outro music's playing. Good night now. Go Hawks. My Seattle Dragons got the big dub the other day. No, Jesus Christ, I hate you. Go Dragons. Go Hawks. Go Walls. Are you a Defenders Damn. fan or Guardians fan? A Guardians fan. I, I pulled that. Terrible. I pulled that name out of the hat. That's where I'm going to stick with it. So they looked god awful the other day. Good luck with oh, that. Jesus Christ, I hate you. You're such a hater. You're right. Good night now.